Hello, travelers. I'm Danny. And I'm Bailey. And I just have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they there yet? second time that we were recording this episode yeah or at least the beginning of it we didn't get very far the first time no um we tried three different i think platforms to record and Mm -hmm. they weren't working and then danny's laptop just pooped out on us yeah it just stopped it stopped working um but luckily and a couple a couple days later there were some special circumstances happening some extenuating circumstance if you will it's bailey's birthday happy birthday bailey Thank you. It'll be my birthday for like three episodes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think we're at least two. We're trying to record. But that meant that they have come and joined me in my little humble abode Again. for part of the weekend. <laughs> and so a second in a podcast life. Yes. And hopefully more often these days. <laughs> we are recording in the same room. We did it for Colorado. And now we're here. And this one. <laughs> And some others that you will hear of later. <laughs> we ha- we are recording multiple episodes this weekend, so. Lots of things are happening. We got some surprises, we got some specials, we got some things going mm-hmm. on. So, that'll be fun. So, yeah. yeah. Noise disclaimers. We are sharing one mic, which means the sensitivity is bumped up a little bit. So, there is quite a bit of background noise that you'll hear. Um, Danny is pumping, so you hear the pump. And then her husband is working on putting the baby down. Yep. So... <laughs> You'll be hearing Baby, you'll be hearing, I don't know where the cat went. She's staring Looking out the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of things going on. You'll hear them all, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, so just some general noise so, warnings, yeah. like always. And uh, besides that, I had one other thing not completely related to this episode that we just needed to address. Because we've mentioned him twice. Once in the Arkansas episode. Yes. And once in another episode. <laughs> like, the one we just did, I think. Yeah, Illinois. We mentioned Illinois. I think it was Illinois. Yes, because he. It. Yes, Illinois. At least twice we have mentioned a man by the name of Lauren Coleman. Now, Lauren Coleman, we were just like, yeah, some some cryptozoologist guy. We did not give him the credit that he deserves. <laughs> this man is a national icon. Okay, I actually uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because for the research for this episode, I listened to a podcast that Graveyard Tales did on this particular cryptid. And they talked about Lauren Coleman uh, in relation to Pyramid Lake, which I mentioned in Illinois, no, uh, maybe, I want water babies. I mentioned it when we talked about the water babies Uh, because that has relation to Pyramid Lake. It was an episode on Pyramid Lake and the cryptid that I'm doing. Gotcha. So yeah, so they were talking about him in relation to that. And no, Lauren Coleman, (laughs) he's, he's a bro. He's written, I think, he's authored four or five books or more. Uh, he owns the inter- International or National Cryptozoology Museum, <laughs> founder and owner, I believe, of the Cryptozoology Museum. So he's a very big name in cryptozoology, and now we sound dumb that we didn't know that, and we're making a cryptozoologist <laughs> type of podcast. I think we've mentioned him being like a... He's big. No, not not notified, but like a... Or not, notor- not notorious either, but... A well-known cryptozoologist, yeah. but... But he's so much more. Yeah. And I just felt like that needed to be addressed now that I know and I have this knowledge. You should go to the, the Cryptozoology Museum website. Pretty damn cool. Where is it? it? That's a really good question. National Crypto... <laughs> so, oh, is it Illinois? Cryptologic Museum, I Cryptologic. It is in Maryland. Maryland. Which makes sense. Maryland has a lot of cryptids. Um... We're not in Maryland this week, though. We are in Indiana. Oh, yeah, that's where we are. We're in Indiana. You knew that, because if you're following along or you wrote the title, then you should know. Um, no. <laughs> now. Welcome to Indiana. So I'm going to start us off like we've been doing uh, with some Indiana fun facts. Um, so there is a Santa Claus, Indiana. As there should be. Um, Christmas. And the city receives more than half a million letters to Santa every year. And apparently they take the time to give each letter a response. I personally think that Bailey and I should write letters to Santa and send them to Santa. <laughs> the town. Um, Indiana natives are not Indianans or Indians. They're actually um, Hoosiers or Hoosiers. 
Mm, it's Hoosiers. I, I just know that that's what the state is called. <laughs> Hoosier State. Yeah, Hoosier State. Yep. Um, Indiana does come from a word meaning the land of Indians. Interesting. So that's choice. where that word comes from. But they're actually like fewer than 8,000 natives living there now, which is very few. Yeah, compared to other places. Like yeah. The southeast has a lot of natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, reservations there it is <laughs> indiana saw elvis presley's last concert just three months before he died bro i know when he was born because it was my sister's birthday and <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this is one of i think it's like 13 to 14 states i don't remember which it's not a ton of states that are divided by two time zones well, in this case it's um, eastern standard and central standard yes and I would just like to point out, apparently, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flame Jamie right now. <laughs> apparently, Jamie said that we sounded really dumb talking about time zones. Because we not, couldn't remember Eastern. That's not our fault. That's the American education system's fault. <laughs> because I learned about time zones when the TV would tell me so and so will be on at eight seven central. And that I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I need to be my ass needs to be in front of that TV at seven central to watch Sweet Life on Deck, all right? <laughs> so don't come for me. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't learn this in school. So, yes, it's Pacific, Mountain, Central, and Eastern. I, yes. Hawaii and Alaska might be their own, actually. Maybe. It might be on a different one, but I'm not entirely certain, so don't. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it, and don't comment on it. Don't listen. <laughs> Out of all, time is a construct of human perception. Time is so fake. fake. So fake. Because, like, fun fact, Arizona doesn't follow... Um, Daylight savings. Daylight savings. Yeah. So they don't ever fall forward back or, or jump back. Nope. Spring forward. Fall back. Fall back. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Which means like they're they're just they're just existing. In a so sometimes Arizona's I think two hours, and then sometimes they're one hour. Which is ridiculous, by yeah. the way. Anyway, different topic for a different time. But time is fake. Yes. <laughs> and then finally, the first ever theme park was built in back to Santa Claus, Indiana. It was built there um, about. Almost a decade before Disneyland opened up in California. Oh, what was it about? Was it just like I, I'm sure it was the Santa Claus themed? I, it has to be like a winter wonderland. If it wasn't, they missed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should have coined on that real quick. Yeah, so that's Indiana for you. Whoa, Indiana sounds cooler than I originally would have thought. You know, I don't. I think it borders Illinois. I think they're very close to each other, and so oh, I think I've driven into it. By accident? Uh, by accident. <laughs> or been taken into it? Oops, I'm in Indiana now. <laughs> I think it's very close. I think it's like Illinois, Indiana, yeah. like right beside each other. Something like that. I'm very bad at geography. Indianapolis? That's a thing. Yes, it is. I've heard of that. <laughs> you know what's the thing? Churubusco, Indiana. <laughs> so, we're going to my cryptid. <laughs> well, we sound even dumber. Yes. Yes. So, I want to start off with a Reddit story. From r slash scary stories, which mm. is typically like kind of fabricated stories, yeah. but it, it ties in, I promise. I feel like that's where a lot of um, and it, a lot of creepy pastas like, are yeah. born. Uh, it, this doesn't tie into anything, but I thought the username of this person was very important. <laughs> uh, talking about our former wolf fantasies. God. <laughs> the name is Wolf Daddy 73 <laughs> Well, thanks, Wolf Daddy, for sharing your story with us. Yes, thank you, Wolf Daddy. So... <laughs> Moving on to the story now. Wolf Daddy says, My uncle was friends with the owner of Folk Lake. He would often go fishing in his boat, but always on the watch for Oscar. The creature was named for after an owner of the original, and his name was Oscar. His stories kept me intrigued when I was a young boy. He told of the monster Snapper Turtle, weighing 500 pounds and 10 feet long. You may laugh, but the lake is deep and, the, and muddy in many places. It covers nine acres and 90 plus feet deep. He had a poem he would tell me. It went like this. Beware of Oscar in the lake. Rain and sky, the thunder quakes. To ignore this would be a mistake. Of course, the rain and thunder would make lakes more active. If you ever catch anything on the line, though, and the boat rocks, cut the line. I asked if I ever saw it, and he nodded. One time he found a huge and odd-shaped rock. It was large and near the bank of the lake. As he got closer, he realized it was green-colored and not moss-covered. Then it slowly crawled toward the lake. A giant log turned to face him, but it was a head. 
With mouth open, it hissed and then vanished into the water. It was a giant snapping turtle, about the length of a small car. He had no idea how heavy it was, but it could easily damage a boat. That was one and only time he went to that spot again. As I got older, I found a talent for managing and handling money for others. <laughs> Clarify, for others. <laughs> Shit for myself, but for others, yeah. The pay was great, so I decided to buy the place that my uncle had loved so much. After buying the farm, I met the preacher face to face. I was in the boat fishing, well, enjoying a beer too. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to set up a trout line using fish I had caught for bait. I found the most secure and strongest rope, stretched it from one tree to another, baited the line, and let it sink into the lake. It had smaller lines secured to it, with a large hook and a small beam attached. I returned home, planning to check the bait tomorrow. You can imagine the surprise when I came back to no line. Something had cut the nylon rope and stole my catch. So, the next night, I repeated the process and hid nearby and waited. It was midsummer with a full moon out. The light shined enough on the lake. I kept watch to find the thief and trespasser. It would not take long to discover the culprit. I noticed a large log floating near the surface. But what I thought was a log was a head. It rose from the water and bit the strong rope in two. Then it went to the other tree and repeated the bite. I could make out a little, but, I, but would soon see more. It turned and stared at me while I was hiding. I do not know how it saw me or knew that I was there. But that one look was enough to send chills down my spine. The head was larger than my German Shepherd dog. <laughs> Beak and mouth were both strong and swift killing machines. It slipped back into the water and got a good look at me. I closed the property and posted signs. No swimming, no hunting, and no fishing. If I'm the owner of this land, then the large snapper would be safe. I do not wish to bother it, and I do not wish for it to bother me. We're talking about the Beast of Busco, or as the story stated, Oscar. <laughs> no, he was like, it's named after the guy who owned it. His name is Oscar. <laughs> His name is Oscar, named after the guy that owned it. Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> I do, I really love this story in particular because it's like well written to a point, and then some of the things you're just like, why did you say that? My German Shepherd dog. Besides <laughs> that, a small car. A small car, specifically. What's this? So, yeah. Like a. I've seen some people relate it to a Volkswagen, which to me isn't that small of a car. Like a bug? I would say like a bug. See, when you say small car, obviously they've gotten a whole lot smaller. Yes. Because then you've got like the smart cars that are smaller than the couch we're sitting on. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll get into the actual size of it later. But if you've stuck with us since the very beginning, then you've traveled with us to Alabama. And in Alabama, I talked about a ghostly cryptid lady named Hug and Molly. Mm. Well, Oscar is a lot like her in only the fact that he's really only in this town and he's their whole thing. <laughs> he's the thing, all right? He resides in Churubusco, Indiana, often referred to as Busco, thus the Beast of Busco. Mm-hmm. And they really go hard on the giant turtle shtick. <laughs> I mean, I would too. Yeah. Do you know how many towns have like Bigfoot festivals? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, everyone has discovered Bigfoot. Everyone yes. is the home of Bigfoot, so it yeah. makes sense. Uh, but yeah, the town has actually been dubbed Turtle Town. And they have a nice little Oscar the Turtle statue next to their Welcome to Turbo Scoot sign. Nice. Right, coming into the thing. And he's cute. He's cute. Oscar the Turtle's not as good as Myrtle the Turtle. It's not. Oscar's not. It's a pretty shit name for a turtle, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Myrtle the Turtle is a little turtle statue that's hanging out in my parents' bathroom. Oh. Or in a bathroom that's in my parents' house right now. I had it for a little bit and I named him Myrtle. Yep. I just left him in there. Moaning so. Myrtle the Turtle because he's handsome enough. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he's not whiny though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Potter references recently. I know, we've done a lot of Harry, <laughs> You guys won't see the other ones until later, but we've done a lot of Harry Potter references. A lot of Harry Potter references. I digress. It's that time of year. It is. It, Harry Potter is a wintertime thing. Okay, yes. Harry Potter is perfect for Christmas, yes. and I will never change my mind. Like, what was the ball? Was it the Yule ball? Yule, Yule ball. I thought so. Our, okay, hold on. Pause, pause, pause the cryptids. Mm-hmm. Are witches and wizards pagan? I would assume so. Probably. I can only imagine. Though, they don't really ever say, like, the exclamations are always, like, Merlin. Like, yeah. Mer- oh, Merlin, that sort of thing. I guess so. 
Interesting. I'm going to do some research on that. Come back. I always find it interesting where authors, like, pick these, like, exclamations. Like, uh, in the Percy Jackson series, it's, like, gods. Oh, yeah. Multiples. Yeah. Gods, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting when fantasy writers, like, pick these, like, exclamations. Yeah, expletives. Yeah. I think it's fun. It's interesting. I'm going to do it. Oh, cryptid. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Doesn't hit the same. I'll come back to you on that one, too. <laughs> yeah, continue. So, our journey to Busco begins in 1898 with one Oscar Folk. He had land. Like, so much land that said land had a seven-acre lake on it. Huh. So, lots of land. Oscar was a farmer, and he knew his land really well. So, one day, he saw something odd. Um, a huge turtle <laughs> next to his lake. Turtles are generally like tortoises. Yeah, they can be like big. And sea turtles. Sea turtles huge. They get very big. Yeah. Well, Oscar, he was simply gobsmacked about this. All right. <laughs> so he decided to tell his farmer bros about it. Apparently, Oscar had some shitty friends <laughs> because they all were like, "You're lying," and this is so funny. They laughed at him. So how is that was a turtle? Why is it funny that I saw I a turtle? They're like, they're really going at him <laughs> for, his, for his turtle tales. So he realized that no one would take him seriously on it, you know? And the turtle seems pretty harmless anyway, anyhow. So what do you do with a problem when there's just too much of a hassle to deal with it? You leave it. Ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what Oscar did for the remainder of his time that he owned the land. You just kind of let him be. Harley, this is the world's worst spot for you to lay down right now. <laughs> She's gonna hang out right there. <laughs> she wants to be included. So, flash forward about 50 years to 1948. And the farm now belongs to one Gail Harris. Gail, Gail is a giving type, all right? Mm. He realizes that this lake on his land, which comes to be known as Falk Lake after the original owner, it's just too much of a good fishing spot to get all so She's being very cute. <laughs> She's super soft. Uh, this is my first time meeting Harley. She's wonderful, actually. She's kind of crazy, but I think <laughs> I like her. She's sweet. So yeah, Folk Lake is a f- fantastic fishing spot, Bailey. Is it man-made? I'm not sure, actually. Are they provide? Is it like a good fishing spot because someone's like putting fish in it? Putting fish in it. <laughs> that I don't know. Like there was a. Did you ever go to Family Farm? Yeah. That's definitely man-made, and they supply fish. That's why you can catch fish with hot dogs there. <laughs> yeah. I actually competed the fishing derby once. Mm. For some reason, my dad took me. He thought it would be cute for bonding. Um, and I actually, it was one where they poured the fish in in the morning. Yeah. So they knew exactly what fish were there. And I actually caught the biggest fish, and I won 50 bucks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't like fishing. I, I'm so I hate imp- fishing. I'm so impatient. I think fishing takes far too much of my time, and I just don't have the interest for it. I also don't eat fish, so it's very pointless to me. I don't like the catch and release situation. Say, I've always, we've always done catch and release, so like, what's the point? Have fish? <laughs> for the bomb. I mean, we're catching guppies at this point. Yeah. But Sunfish, the little ones. <laughs> Not the, like, ocean sunfish, but, like, the sunfish, you know? I have no way. I don't go. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone since I was, like, little. My yeah. sisters don't mind it when, like, Dad wants to go. It's not for me. You know, not my thing. But yeah, so if, if it was your thing, he opened up the lake to the locals to go fishing. Yeah. Obviously. You can go fish at this pond right behind us. Really? I think so. It's fun. I've seen people do it. I don't know if they've caught it. That's allowed. Well, a couple of said locals in Busco, Aura Blue and Charlie Wilson, went out to the lake sometime in July mm-hmm. to go fishing. Now, imagine this. We're southern, so it's not hard. Imagine. <laughs> you're out on your fishing boat. Sun's beating down. You got a cold beer in your hand. Fishing rod in the other. You're throwing it out with your fishing bro. <laughs> when all of a sudden, you look out across that lake, and you see some kind of big old rock. When all of a sudden, no, 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 fishing buddy Bailey, it's not a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a turtle. <laughs> yeah, a big, big, big turtle. So luckily, luckily. This turtle just completely ignores the boat. And after a few moments of basking in the sun, it sinks back down into the murky water. But Lou and Wilson are simply shooketh, and they really, they, they, they need to describe this to Gail. They're like, we're on your land. You have something on your land. It's, it's crazy. 
So they describe the turtle as looking like a normal snapping turtle. Uh-huh. But it has a spiky shell, and it's the size of a large dining room table, being nearly six feet wide and appearing to weigh nearly 500 pounds. So now I know what you're thinking, Bailey, because I know you. How big really is that? Because I have no perception of size. <laughs> what did you say? How big? 500 pounds. About six feet wide. I mean, yeah, I think I can pretty, I can get grasp that. Well, if you couldn't. The, okay, so the average alligator snapping turtle is 220 pounds and 26 inches. Males, mainly, because females are bigger. The largest snapping turtle ever officially recorded was a 16-year-old alligator snapping turtle that weighed in at about 249 pounds. Mm. This turtle was weighed at the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago in 1999, prior to being sent to Tennessee Aquarium on a breeding loan. There are also unverified reports that a specimen weighing 403 pounds was captured in Kansas in 1937. But that's that could verified. just be someone just talking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, National Geographic actually had a diagram of like a six, it was like, this is a six foot man and this is your average alligator snapping turtle. And to me, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I can see confusing that being like, that thing's six feet, you know? Like it, side by side. I feel like I've only ever seen like this big. Yeah. Uh, one time, uh, Nathan... My hands are about shoulder width apart. <laughs> no, uh, in college, my husband had a house next to our college to live at with his brother. And I was there with my Rottweiler, Bella. And it was raining. And for somehow, some reason, a quite large... It's, it wasn't an alligator snapping turtle. I think it was just like an average snapper. I think they're different. But it was, it was like a good... It was pretty big. It was like maybe they're solid, tortoisey size, yeah. like small tortoise size. He was scary as hell. I, I got him trapped in a trash can and threw. I didn't throw him. I was nice to him. I threw him mm-hmm. out to the water. Uh, but they're like they're dangerous. They can easily snap off a finger or something like that. A lot know? of jaw power. Yeah, they're scary. Uh, but to to make sure it clicks in your brain even more, things that weigh five hundred pounds. <laughs> okay. Six month old baby cow. Uh, I think I made it worse. Standard donkey. Okay. Or about 60 gallons of water. Okay. Yeah. So, in conclusion, uh, he is not your size of your average alligator no. turtle. Uh, the, guy, the guys from Graveyard Tales, where I got a, uh, quite a bit of my information, they actually said, they were like, well, well, does he hang out with a small Italian plumber? Because this just sounds like Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, again, wanted to steal the joke, but felt like I couldn't, so. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously Harris was intrigued as well. This is his land. He's got yes. a big old turtle in my So he decided that he'd, get, he'd find a way to get a look at this big old turtle, all right? She stays up night on night on night. And finally, in March of 1949, he sees the guy. So he's excited, as we all would be, to see a giant turtle. Yeah. Uh, he told every motherfucker he could. <laughs> the townspeople were simply amazed by this news. They believed him. I don't know why they didn't believe Oscar. He, I guess he told the wrong people. <laughs> but everyone believed Gail. <laughs> so the townspeople amazed, and they pushed Gail to trap it, to show everyone, because, you know, humans. So they said, why don't you just catch it and show us all what it looks like? And he was like, it was a little difficult, but I'll try. Well, he, he, he piece of cake, really. He said, I, 500 pound turtle? I can figure that one out. I got it, don't worry. <laughs> so he was like, this will be easy. So he built a trap. It, it consisted of wooden stakes, rolls of chicken wire, and raw bait. It created kind of a funnel type effect, uh-huh. and the trap would force the turtle into kind of a smaller area, keep it contained in little more than 10 feet of water. So kind of that situation. And the people of the town gathered with their little recorders and everything to catch a glimpse of this giant turtle. And you know what happened? What happened? The turtle, several hours later, actually did show up. Ah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. The turtle showed up. The trap worked. He went in. Everything was fine. Except, well, do uh, you know how strong chicken wire is? Not very. It's for chickens. Yeah. So not giant turtles. And the trap broke pretty pretty much immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and Oscar said, oh shit, swam back down into the bottom. Yeah, I would too. So like move. Swim down. 
swim <laughs> down. So that's, that's, a, that's a Nemo Yeah, reference. for a second I was like, what the fuck are you saying? But yeah, it was Nemo. Yeah. Well, of course, the people who were there who got the glimpse of Oscar, obviously, I guess it, he wasn't there long enough to get photographic evidence of him. Uh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I don't remember when cameras were invented, to be honest with you, but back in the day, they took quite a long time to take a picture. It, because it took forever to get that much light. To yeah. Get the, so, no, I won't explain cameras right now. Yeah, I know quite a lot about cameras, too, because I, yeah, no. My video production class taught me a lot, personally. <laughs> I do understand how, like, old-timey cameras work. New, yes. Newer cameras are much different. But yeah. I do understand how they work, and yes, they did take a while, because it's that a light, it's a light thing. Exactly. So I'm going to assume that that was the case, and that they did, he wasn't there long enough for them to actually capture an image. Uh-huh. Uh, but regardless, news of this reptilian giant spread all over the entire town. Uh, reporters got all over that shit, and it actually became a nationwide deal. Okay. It was a whole thing. All of these seem to make nationwide news. Yeah, national news, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. So, according to Wikipedia, the name Beast... Be- Hello? Mm-hmm. Beast of Gusco was coined by Cliff Milner, a columnist of the Fort Wayne, Indiana Journal-Gazette. So that's cool for him. He got is there forever now. Harris actually started getting attention that he didn't quite love when strangers started to show up to his farm because all the news said exactly where this turtle was. So people started showing up to his house. I might too if I was in the area. Honestly, same. Um, but these people were there to ridicule him for making up such an unbelievable story mm-hmm. and getting news to follow him around when he was telling lies. Well, Gil Harris ain't no bitch, baby. And he sure as hell wasn't going to let these lead lickers tarnish his name, okay? <laughs> so he devoted every second of his time to proving that this turtle was real, to prove that he wasn't crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when this is happening, Obviously, I, okay, imagine, you're a townsperson of Churubus Go, and you're, you're, ta- okay, imagine, you're a townsperson of Churubus Go, Indiana, right? Sure. And you hear all this shit, and now the guy says he's going to start finding ways to trap the turtle? You're going to show up. I would, yeah. You're going to show up and try to watch him trap this turtle. I have nothing better to do. I mean, it's, what, 1949? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm not working. That's for sure. So, <laughs> might as well go see the turtle get trapped. So crowds of people would show up daily to watch Gail the Tennis at Catching Oscar. So now we're going to get into, there are kind of five main attempts. Okay. We're going we're gonna to kind of detail through each of those attempts up until uh, Gail's downfall, actually. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So, so, attempt number one. Gail made a homemade periscope, okay? And it was created in order to see down into the lake and catch sight of Oscar. He just wanted to see him to know that he was there. Yeah. And to just be able to show other people that he was there. So, the water, it's a lake. You ever swum in a lake, Bailey? It's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. So the water actually proved way too murky for a periscope to see <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. And the way that he made it, I guess the material he used for the eyepiece actually damaged the flesh around his eye. Interesting. Yeah, so he's already damaging his own personal well-being <laughs> to try to sketch that out of this turtle. So that didn't work out. That was attempt number one. Attempt number two, Harris started drugging, drugging other people into this situation. So he got a fully functioning diving suit, and he talked to one named Woodrow Rigsby, which is the funnest name I've ever heard That's in my life. That's so fun. Woodrow Rigsby. Rigsby. I love the name yes. Rigsby. And he talked him into putting on the diving suit and going into the lake. How much money did he offer? That's a great question. I don't think any. <laughs> uh, then I would have done that. Yeah, no. Well, and uh, Woodrow Rigsby shouldn't have either because he put on the he put on the diving suit. He agreed, and he actually had to abandon the church pretty immediately because the helmet began to leak while he was down into the deep parts yeah. of the lake. Yeah. So I would. Abandoned ship. Yeah, so he was like, that's not going to cut it. I'm not doing that anymore. So a few days later, after the repair of the helmet, Harris drug another motherfucker into <laughs> it named Walter Johnson. And he said, just put on the suit. Everything will be fine. So Walter did. <laughs> Duh. 
Yeah. And the, the helmet did not leak. That was all fine. But the surge actually had to be abandoned after nearly two hours because Johnson actually got stuck in mud up to his chest at the bottom of Fault Lake. Ooh. Yeah. No. So if, if that doesn't make sense to you, homie got down into the bottom of the lake, which is about 90 feet deep, mm-hmm. and got stuck in mud up to his chest. And had to uh, took about two hours to get him out of the lake. That's terrifying. Yeah. So I don't ever want to go diving. It's horrifying. I might do like a like a I might scuba. shallow kind of scuba situation, like coral reef looking. Like what they were doing on the the Kylie Point mermaids. Yeah. Like was, I don't think it was very That's deep. fun. And I like the ones that are like shallow uh, wreckage, you know. I don't like anything out of the water. 50 or so feet is fine, but no deeper than 50 feet. I don't, want, to, I I don't want to know about anything. It is kind of scary, isn't it? Like, water. I don't want to know that I'm swimming over a shipwreck. Things like overtaken by nature are horrifying. That's I saw a TikTok dystopian. a couple days ago where they were pulling a car out of like the river. And uh-uh. It was like, it was like a How boy. Been there? Four years. Because uh-uh. he'd gone missing four years ago. No. Was he in there? He was. They didn't show no. it, but he was still in there. Bailey, no. <laughs> he was under there. I also, I saw And you could see where, like, the windshield was damaged. I'm sure he was, like, just uh, still in the car. I hate that. That's horrifying. No, so there was actually a video that I saw, which I love this sound more than anything. And they said, so people will go swimming in the ocean where there's definitely lots of undiscovered bodies, but you won't swim in a pool with one dead body. <laughs> so there's got to be some unspoken water, water to body, body ratios <laughs> where it's okay to swim. So that's the thing yeah. it has to do with knowledge. I don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. And there's a visual. I don't see the dead bodies in the water. That's true. I have optic permanence issues. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so if I don't see it, it's not there. Anyway, obviously going into the lake wasn't working <laughs> trying to trying to go and find oscar not not working out oscar's gonna come to you so oscar's gonna come to you uh but how do you attract a male assumably turtle do they build a female they did not build a female <laughs> they did something to me which is far worse oh, um no. so you gotta bring out the ladies obviously so harris managed to, to get his hands on a live female sea turtle <laughs> Which are endangered, by the way. Yeah, what kind of, is this a freshwater lake? Is it a saltwater I believe lake? it's a freshwater lake, which is you're super dangerous. Why did we do that? You should have just built a turtle. And you should have just built a big turtle. I feel like it'd just be easier. Though I guess a sea turtle might be the closest to the size of what Oscar is thought to be. They look very different, though. But they look incredibly different, and also I think that they would probably end up fighting. I don't think sea are... turtles and snapper turtles, snapper turtles are incredibly aggressive. Are they? Are they, they're not com- Has he ever come on land? I guess is what I'm getting at. Is Oscar? he completely? Um, I think so. And there's some theories later that I talk about, but sea turtles are not sea turtles. Sea turtles stay underwater forever. The majority much. of their lives, <laughs> except when <laughs> when they come on land, females come on land to give birth to their laggies. Yeah. Um, but snapping turtles are not like amphibians. They are reptiles, and they do need to breathe air. Yeah. They need oxygen every once in a while. So, and I talk about it later, so but it's about 40 to 50 minutes that they can spend underwater before having to come and breathe air. But they mostly just want to, like, hang out on top just to get a few breaths and then go back. Okay. They like they like hanging out in the water. I actually had a pet snapping turtle at one point, which is very Arkansas. Are they technically turtles or are they tortoise? Is there... I think they're technically that, turtles. Is that the... What's the... Because in my mind, I decided that the difference was that tortoise, like, live on land and don't need to... Don't, don't listen they live underwater and turtles live in the water. I don't think that's the difference. <laughs> I don't think so. I know that's what I made up in my head. Turtle and tortoise. Let's see. Tortoises have a more rounded and domed shell, where turtles have a thinner and more water dynamic shell. So they're just more built for water. Yes. Uh, turtle shells are more streamlined to aid in swimming. One major key difference is that tortoises spend most of their time on land, and turtles are adapted to spend life in the water. So, so kind almost of. right. Kind of. Because right. tortoise and my head have the flat feet. Yeah. And turtles swim. Tortoises, their shells are more like, you know, bumpy. That's, I, what, that's, that's I know the about. big ones you see, like, at the zoo. Are yes. often, like, tortoises. Yes. Anyways. 
sorry, those are and sea turtles are even different than like fox turtles, obviously, yeah. because they have like flippers and not like little feeties mm. and everything. Um, but yeah, so you got a live female sea turtle, which obviously didn't fucking work. No. <laughs> His plan was to attract Oscar with the lady yeah. and then pull him out of the water and be like, aha, Oscar. But like, okay, if that plan even were to work, if Oscar got tricked by a female sea turtle, he's a snapping turtle. I think it's, he's gonna go gator wrestling. Yeah, he's gonna try to go gator wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, no, attempt number three, unsuccessful. <laughs> Needless to say, I feel. What happened to the sea turtle? That, I don't have any information on, oh. unfortunately. I'm hoping she got returned to her home in BC. I'm gonna stay optimistic and say yes. that's exactly what happened. So we're gonna say that. The sea turtle was returned to the sea, nice and safe and sound. <laughs> yes. Attempt number four. Clearly we're getting desperate here. Okay, <laughs> so uh -huh. in classic 1940s fashion, you gotta get some something something moving in there. You gotta you gotta you gotta get moving. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna blow it up. <laughs> You're gonna use dynamite. We're gonna blow up the lake? Yeah, we're gonna blow up the lake. <laughs> Why? Well, at this point, it didn't really matter to Gail if Oscar was dead or alive. He just needed something uh, to prove. Because everyone's like, people are people are stopping coming at this point, kind of. And then he tried to blow up the lake, and so people were like, oh my god, you're crazy. <laughs> so people really stopped coming at this point to see what, what, what yeah. Gail was up to. So, yeah. Your old man Gail did the other day? He blew up his fucking blew lake. Up lake. <laughs> Yeah, you've been hearing about all those Oscar things with the turtle. Yeah, man. Well, you know what he did this time? He tried to fucking blow his head off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. People stopped coming, and um, needless to say, that one, too, did not work. <sighs> Nothing really happened. Water went splash. Yeah, poor Gail. That's about it. So, Gail... Gail is really... He's just all... He's just got to find this turtle lately. Attempt number five, the yeah. most famous attempt to find Oscar. Okay. In October, which is about seven months of trying to find this turtle, okay? Yeah. He announced his final plan to catch this beast. He was going to drain the entire seven-acre lake. What, drain it where? Drain it. So <laughs> people, people's interests were piqued at this point. As you know, you said drain it where? Drain what's it how? It, drain what's, it. What's at the bottom? What are we doing here? They have a car at the bottom? Honestly, probably. <laughs> Uh, people, people were interested in this. The turtle so, the size of a car. The turtle the size of a car, at least. <laughs> people were interested in people, and they were like, I know that we stopped going because Gail got problematic, but we, it's kind of like going to see John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> he got problematic, but like, you could go see him. Yeah. So they flocked in crowds to come and see this, but this time, Gail had got some big brain energy. And he charged an interest fee. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you've got to, if you're going to come see my, my turtle attempt, you've got to pay some money. And this was smart of him because he actually used this money for the, the entrance fee to buy a giant pump. To okay. Buy, buy a pump, but different. Um, <laughs> to buy this pump and to drain the lake. So he attached the pump to his tractor and okay. pumped the water out. <laughs> yeah. And according to some sources, I'm actually going to read a news article about this case in a second. But according to some sources, he drained the, the seven-acre lake down to a depth of five feet and a size of about one acre. Okay. Uh, some stories actually say that Oscar showed up. He was there. He snapped a duck out of the sky and then, like, sunk into the mud. Okay. That was, like, two sources, and I do not believe them. <laughs> the general consensus is that there was no turtle. And actually, mud broke the pump, and then he dredged the water and got like he like ordered cranes and shit to like dredge through the water. There was no turtle. This man is desperate. He is desperate. No Oscar, no no nothing. It seems so. The news article is from. Oh, did I lose it? I need to pull it up again. God damn it. The news article is from the Warsaw Times, mm -hmm. and it is talking about. This attempt, the, the Trubusco man, who went went to extreme lengths <laughs> to get this turtle out of the water. Yeah. So it, it says, Trubusco farmer pumping water from lake to catch his giant turtle. 
By this weekend, Dale Harris, Chirabusco farmer, hopes to have lowered the water level of Folks Lake sufficiently to get his hooks on Oscar, the giant turtle said to be lurking in its depths. With two helpers, Orville Bright and Kenneth Like, private what? Oh, I skipped the part. Harris has been pumping since Saturday, and it has taken the private lake down three or four feet, channeling the water through a six-inch pipe into a ditch. He has about 12 feet to go until the bottom, which is weird because this source says that would make the lake only like 20 feet deep, yeah. where every other source says the lake is about 90 feet deep. Huh. So that's interesting. Anyway, this spring, Oscar became a national character when he repeatedly eluded the efforts of Harris and volunteer divers to trap and beach him. Visitors from all over the county, country, just kidding, <laughs> clogged the narrow lanes near Falks Lake, and state officers were needed to handle the traffic jam. This time, Harris says he is determined that the monster, described by some as being as big as a dining room table, won't get away. <laughs> he did. Plot twist. <laughs> he didn't get away. So, yeah. No Oscar. News, like, was on it, but... Trying to find Oscar actually sent Dale Harris into financial ruin. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it essentially also drove him mad, <laughs> trying to find this turtle. So, he sold the land that he lived on, and he just needed to get away from it all. All for a harmless, essentially, giant turtle. Nobody, There are no cases of the turtle doing shit for shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> just hanging out. So, he did all this for a giant turtle. And to me, I feel like he should have just been like Oscar Falk and stayed the fuck out of this turtle's business. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw an article from 2010 that said that the land was for sale again. And to this I say, baby, we should buy it. <laughs> Danny, we're broke. You're right. But I would love to buy Falk Lake, at least just the lake. Just so I know that I can protect Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but since... In 1950, Usko has actually had this thing called the Turtle Days Festival. Nice. Which brings Is it a five-day celebration of... where we celebrate each of the five attempts? No, unfortunately. Yeah. I believe it is a one, I think it's, oh, well, I guess it's, it's like a carnival, essentially. Uh -huh. So it comes around like the carnival does. Yeah. Um, and this brings tons of revenue for the town, so I don't blame them for doing it. Uh, it includes parade, carnival, and turtle races. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's what that's what happened to Busco. But what happened to Oscar? Where's Oscar at, Bailey? People saw this turtle. Lots of people saw this turtle, but no turtle. Lake was historically like 100%. This lake got drained. Yeah. And there was no turtle. In the mud. So, I think he could be real because alligator snapping turtles are real, and we don't know shit for shit. So, it's a dinosaur. He's a big turtle. Where would he go? So option number one. Dead. Well, no, that's option number two. <laughs> option number one <laughs> is that channels, there are channels in the lake, apparently. Okay. There are channels going from that lake to different lakes. Sure. Uh, so when everything got too chaotic in his lake, Oscar would simply just escape through one of the channels into a calm lake away from all the noisy sightseers, loud equipment, and dynamite. Plus, after the draining and dragging of the lake, it would really ruin the ecosystem of the whole situation. So Oscar would just move out for good and go to a different lake to make his home. Yeah, same. Which I think is pretty likely. That's, pre that's pretty up there. Option number two, as Bailey spoiled for us, is uh, Oscar is dead. <laughs> they live a long life, but not that long. Probably for right now, he's probably dead, but also uh, this was the most likely. There are actually a few locals who feel like Oscar is real, but he did die, probably during the draining of the lake. Uh, those that adhere to the death theory feel like the large turtle probably fell victim to the churning of the water and ultimately got stuck and buried within the mud at the bottom of the lake, uh, which, I, as I mentioned earlier, they can breathe, they, they can for only so long, 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, if he got stuck in the mud, he probably drowned, which is the most likely case. And I was reading some stuff about turtle shells and, like, why wouldn't they be able to find the shell? Uh, but the pressurization from the water and everything, either he is fossilized or uh, turtle shells and whatnot are actually pretty calcium heavy and they will probably just crumble into a billion pieces and mm -hmm. float away. And the last option, which would be the best option, but unfortunately is not likely, he hides in the mud until people stop fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is where I mentioned in my notes that he 
would need to come up every 40 to 50 minutes to breathe. Yeah. And the draining of the lake, as the article said, went from since Saturday, I don't know when the article was posted or, you know, let out for the public, but it took several days to drain the lake. Yeah. And there was almost no way that he wouldn't be seen within the process, you know? Because once you drain it down to an acre, if you pop your head up to breathe, yeah, you're gonna someone's see. gonna, yeah. Someone's gonna see you. They're, the eyes are on this lake. <laughs> Lots of eyes. Um, I personally would love to believe that he escaped through one of the channels, but the most likely theory is that Oscar has passed. <laughs> R.I.P. So, that was the story of the Beast of Cusco, and I love him. Rest in peace, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever find a comfortable transition. Yeah. Between. Our I've shown some segues, but it's very specific to the story. So. Yeah. Um, mine is kind of centralized in one specific area. Mm-hmm. So, I am going to be talking about. Hang on. Can I? Thank you. Um, the mill race monster. Oh. So, uh, 1974, mm-hmm. um, imagine this, you're in a park, um, it's been recently renovated, Ooh. only 20 years previous had this land been covered in floods and large rodents, truly a oh. death valley, if you will. <laughs> um, today, though, the park is quite nice. It's well shaded, with a few rivers and two lakes and some denser woods that divide the areas of the park. Um, it's the perfect place for picnics or a fun get-together with your friends. Fun. It's a lovely November afternoon. November, November. F- November 1st, uh, to be exact. And you, a young woman, um, and three of your friends are just kind of hanging out. You're spilling secrets or Ooh, talking awesome. talking other talk that's like necessary to get away from your parents from. Yeah. To have us talk. Um, it's around three. And perhaps school just left, let out, and that's why you're at the park. Yeah. Um, but you're kind of talking, and then all of a sudden, your friend goes pale, and she's caught up points. That's the scariest thing that could possibly ever happen. <laughs> there, between two trees, is this thing. Uh-huh. Not wanting to stay around for much longer for it to get close or worse attack, you and your friends take off. Well, yeah. You leave the park in a record time and head straight to the police. Of course, the local law enforcement is going to be skeptical when you and your friends claim to have seen a green, hairy, and large creature. Green, hairy, and large? Those are combinations you don't usually see. Not often. <laughs> so this is the tale from the first reports of what is now known as the Mill Race Monster, mm-hmm. named after the park. So the park itself is Mill Race Park. Uh-huh. So it's named after the park that um, he's often cited in. Um, this is all that is included in the police report, and the four teens are unnamed in the official papers, like they did at H, if I had to guess. Yeah. I think they were under 18. Now, personally, I can't blame the police for being skeptical. I mean, a large, hairy, green creature in a yeah. park the day after Halloween. Are you sure you didn't see just a late costumer? Yeah. Or the remnants of a costume? Yeah. So... Honestly, I might have been more inclined to believe it if you had left out the green part. Yeah. Just I, might have, I, might, I, say I might have believed it was a Bigfoot encounter. Well, I mean, you know, some people don't even believe about big turtles, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't. And if I had then heard what happened later, I might change my mind. Yeah. So once again, we go back to Mill, Mill Race Park. Good. This time, it's another set of women. Um, yes. A bit older, but not by much. I think there were still... Our age? Mm, I think they're, I think they were probably mid to late twenties. Mm. I don't think it's ever really specified though. Um, you're parked in the car, planning on eating fast food you just got, and mm. you're gonna chat it out. Freddy's. <laughs> um, Danny and I have done this so many times that I relate so hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think all of our deep chats have happened yeah. in a car. In the Walmart parking lot. Walmart. <laughs> Target. Uh, TJ Maxx. Ulta. Target. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, but this wouldn't be an average night for the two. Uh, Tyra Catiline has since come forward as one of the women and recounts the details mm. like this. Oh. It was just a typical evening. Shortly after Halloween, and we decided to go take our dinner down to the park and eat it and talk. And we were just kind of staring out into the woods. Now, 
that's kind of terrifying. I don't know if that is the direction I would have put us in, Danny. Um, perhaps for the reason that comes next, I wouldn't have put us parked into facing the woods. Yeah, but I don't like my back facing things like that. I, well, I would have picked a parking lot, not I would lights. Near woods. You always have to pick a parking lot with lights, or you're gonna get mugged. <laughs> um, so from out of the woods comes a monster. Oh, fun. Seven feet, maybe taller. Okay. Um, definitely not a man, though. Okay, but it's coming out from the woods. Um, but it's oh, not heading towards the car, right? Wrong. Oh, no. It goes straight towards the now terrified and hysterical woman. Plus the gas. According to Tyra, <laughs> it was beginning to beat on the windshield. Reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> trying to get in, and we were screaming. Who wouldn't be screaming? We thought we were going to die. I said, we've got to get out of here. But the driver's leg was shaking so badly she couldn't get the car started. <laughs> Um, during its beating on the windshield, some sort of slime or mucus began to cover the car. <laughs> All right. Um, and it is through that that our first real description of the cryptid comes. Oh, good. There was a greenish tinge to him. Ew. The thing's face, I, I don't know if it had been in the river drinking and it got moss on it because there was so much slime on its face. It did have fangs and he was trying to bite through the glass. I was afraid he was going to tear the door off. Nothing has ever scared me as much as that. I hope they had their doors locked. I mean, I guess they did. Yeah, if you I would have locked my doors if I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. Uh -huh. Tyra's friend and driver was able to settle enough to get them out of there. Speed in the car to the park and straight to the police. Well, yeah. Once again. Um, and even though these law enforcers, or I said these enforcers of the law, why don't I write them like this? Enforcers of the law. <laughs> um, they had already heard reports of a green monster in Mill Race well, yeah. once earlier that day. Still, no one was inclined to believe these women. Oh, well, you know, I know what it is. You know what it is? What year is this? 1974. Yeah, it's because they were women. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, it's the hysterics. Probably going to get their menstrual cycle. Um, and Tyra later said they seemed to be laughing at them. They asked if the women had been drinking, oh. but she only insisted um, that they go to the park themselves to see what was out there. Now, these officers wouldn't head to the park to see for themselves just yet. But what they did see with their own eyes were the results of the attack on the car itself. Mm -hmm. So I believe there were scratches on the hood and the window, but the most prominent was the stench. Ew. It was like decomposed animals, animals, according to Tyra. Unfortunately, that's all there really was to say from that night. Some of the officers did actually head out to the park to find nothing of their own evidence. Of course they did, because why wouldn't they? <laughs> sure. Six women all agreed on seeing a green monster in the park, but with no evidence, it was sure that there would be no follow-up story. Yeah. Right? We can just keep this between ourselves? No. The public doesn't have to know? The public must know. Yeah. <laughs> but by the next day, there would be a small article written on the sightings, just a brief blurb of the encounter, and describing the creature like this. Green, hairy, large, about six feet tall, walking upright with claws. On the 6th, there would be another encounter reported. The local papers printed that two men in their 20s had been in the park at 4 and seen it hiding. Um, and I think they left and then came back because um, I sighted again in the same spot around midnight. Huh. On the 9th, there would be a fourth sighting. Two dog catchers, 20-year-old Rick Duckworth and 19-year-old John Brown, According to them, they were in the park studying ways to rescue cats. <laughs> okay. I think there was a Noble cat. work. I think there was a cat stuck in a tree like during this whole like sighting. Good. Um, when they spotted the monster about 200 feet away. Rick would try to pursue it, but it took off fast as a deer. Just what he says. Okay, but it came after the car. So why didn't it come after the strange catman? I couldn't tell you. Rick is also the same man or boy that claimed that the creature was nothing more than a large framed man wearing a green mask and green blankets. I mean, that would make sense. But I also don't understand why he said it was fast as a deer, but then said it's just a man. Good to be a guy, though. Really <laughs> fast guy. Of course, now with a witness claiming it to be a hoax, the police had something to stand on. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a prankster. That's all. No need to go looking for the creature yourself. Of course. Um, because, of course, now that the sightings are being made known to the public, we all need to go find the creature ourselves. 
Well, yeah. We Cryptid gotta, hunting. We gotta go find it. So, so many people came to this poor park. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, at its peak, there were over 100 cars parked there in like mm. one night. That's rough. So people were coming out in droves with anything they could get their hands on. Bats, hammers, guns, you name it. It was probably there. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, now this is a risky situation. A trigger-happy monster hunter may not look twice when seeing something in the woods. If it even just may be a fellow cryptid hunter. Yeah. So park director park director Robert Gilkin, Gilliken, um, in response, began to close the park at night as a form of crowd control. That's smart. There was even a poor there was even a poor officer, Kenneth St. John, who was quote unquote promoted to monster control officer. <laughs> it wasn't an official title, but like he was kind of assigned to Oh, I would love to be monster control <laughs> officer. <laughs> um of course, unfortunately there is no like satisfying end to this story. Yeah. There weren't a ton of like future reports or sightings. Um I did find one source that mentioned a hunter who saw a Bigfoot-like creature in 2015, but he was in the Morgan Monroe State Forest in Martinsville, Indiana, which is about an hour or 40 miles from Columbus, which is like, which if I haven't mentioned, I don't think I have, is where Millrace Park is located. Mm, okay. So there's that. I think yeah. it's the United States, so I think that one was just a Bigfoot. It's probably just a Bigfoot. That one is probably just a Bigfoot. So Bigfoot, Okay. Yeah. Could be Bigfoot. Stinky Bigfoot. Stinky there Bigfoot. are some stinky big feet. Stinky big feet who dipped himself in moss. Yeah, it happens. There are two lakes at this park, so. Or he's just like, if you haven't showered in a while, I can only imagine moss could grow on you. Possibly. If you like, get stuck in your hair or something. Um, it may have just been a poor teen who ended oh. up scared out of his mind after men with guns turned their sights on him due to a mostly harmless prank. Yeah. Well, especially like going after the women, that would make sense. A teen boy typically mm -hmm. be like, "Oh, I'm gonna scare girls." <laughs> and I said, maybe this was a mossy Bigfoot. <laughs> mossy Bigfoot, I like it. A lizard man? Question mark. Because uh -huh. it's a slime. Because it's slime in the green, but he was also furry. Yeah, lizards don't typically have fur. Um, there was even one potential report of a UFO around the same time, so maybe an alien. Mm. I like how those are always the option. Maybe hoax. Maybe Bigfoot, maybe alien. Yeah. I love that. I do think that, uh, I think that we should have merch that says it's just a Bigfoot. It's just a Bigfoot. It could be Bigfoot. <laughs> maybe Bigfoot. It's just a Bigfoot. It could just be Bigfoot. It's always just a Bigfoot. Do you know how many cryptids we have like, not covered because they're just, big feet. they're just a Bigfoot? Which... At the end of the season, I think we're going to cap it off with a special episode okay. where we pick the mark of our favorite potential big feet. Yeah. P potential Sasquatches. Yeah. But also give you a compiled list. Yeah. You need a list. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot we haven't done. We'll spend 10 minutes going through Alabama arts. <laughs> yeah. Each, each foot needs to be noticed. noticed. The White River Monster, the White Thing, uh, the Wild Bean. Men. Yeah, there's another one that I don't remember. There's been so many that we've yeah. just been like, oh, too close to a Bigfoot. We're not going to cover um, it again. Um, Mo Mongol. Is there like a Mongolian? No. It Mongoloid was, or something. Something like that. Something. That guy. I don't he remember what state. Yeah. I think it was Arizona. I don't know. I don't remember. There have been so many that we have not covered because they're big feet, they're big feet and we are doing a special episode on big feet. Too many big feet. And like, like a year. Like a year? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, hold on. The Oscar uh, the Turtle. Uh, Shad. He didn't do it. He's just chilling. <laughs> He's straight vibing. Okay. He, like, he likes to just hang. And your guy that I already Mill Park. The Mill Race Monster. Mill Race Monster. It was Mill Park, though. Mill Race, Mill Race Park. Park. Wow. I am a really good listener. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Millrace Park monster, he... Brad. Brad. He's a Brad. Brad. He's very, he's very Bradley. He's very Bradley. <laughs> yeah. We love them. Uh, you could see pictures of these guys on our Instagram. Potentially. Um, at Are They There Yet Podcast. Yeah. Or if you wanted to, you could send us, if you have a tail, 
hanging out with Oscar or maybe the Melrose the Melrose Monster. Monster. Melrace Monster. You could email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you could tweet us. Addy Podcast. Yeah. ATTY if that's it's Addy. But Addy. It's Addy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can't say Addy without like the Hey, bro. My guys? I don't know what I don't know why, but I we've both adopted to that and I can't figure out like when it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was the episode. That was um, a fun little episode. We got I, some stuff to do now, so Yeah, we've got lots of shit to do. So but yeah, I think Indiana's pretty chill. I think we should take a trip to Indiana. I don't think you have to be worried in Indiana. Maybe the monster. The mill race monster. He has a really good silent sense though. I I, I, I think it was the prank. He only does is smack on your cars and Oscar seems like a fantastic guy. So I think you should go to Indiana personally. <laughs> um yeah, that, that's all I have to say, travelers. We'll see you in Iowa next time. Yep. I think I've been Bailey. And I've been Danny. Bye. Bye.